Hello, and welcome to Trade Records GovCon podcast, where we discuss current government contracting trends, compliance matters, and best practices to guide federal contractors forward. I'm Brendan Hallard, a senior manager with Cherry Beckert, and with me today is John Bula, uh, manager in Cherry Beckert's Government Contractor Advisory Services Group. As part of our continuing series on contractor business systems, today we'll be talking about Earned Value Management Systems, or EVMS. Thanks for joining me today, John. Thank you, Brennan. Glad to be here. Looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so I think we'll we'll start just, you know, what is, um, you know, at a basic level, what is EVM and, and you know, why are we talking about it today? So um, earned value management, um, just kind of for, by definition, is a project management methodology that integrates schedule, costs, and scope to measure project performance. Based on planned and actual values, EVM predicts the the future and enables project managers to adjust accordingly. So in turn, the Earned Value Management System, or EVMS, really refers to the software, the processes, the tools, um, templates, and management controls that an organization uses to accomplish their Earned Value Management. Um, and one thing, you know, to, to kind of, we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail, but there is not a standard, you know, earn value management system. There's a lot of tools that um, many organizations utilize that would be common, but it really does need to reflect, um, you know, a little bit about the organization, how it's structured and, and how um, you're actually managing um, programs. So. Um, one of the things that we've seen um, turn up quite a bit um, more recently is that uh, EVMS is actually required um, or inserted into more solicitations and RFPs. And so, you know, I know folks have seen um, a number of the um, larger solicitations where there's, you know, various business system, um, if not a requirement, it may be an opportunity to uh, actually get additional um, points. And so we've seen, you know, a fair amount of activity of uh, organizations or contractors looking to get a view <clears throat> around their business systems, you know, kind of aside from the, the basics on accounting, but also looking at things, you know, like estimating purchasing and EVMS. And so that's one area where we've uh, certainly gotten a lot of inquiries uh, around, you know, um, should we have an EVMS in place? What does it take to to get an EVMS in place? You know, do we actually have a need or a requirement for it? And there's, you know, a lot of situations um, that might. Um, you know, on more practical uh, terms, I mean, it's certainly, you know, a useful tool, um, you know, to varying degrees for, you know, for a contractor's, you know, internal programming contract management. And then if you do believe that you'll actually have a contract in the future <clears throat> that would have a true um, EVMS, you know, clause requirement, um, obviously those are, um, you know, instances where you'd want to be, you know, um, heading down the path of getting that in place and, you know, being able to implement it. So, John, um, I think it'd be good to kind of start a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, from, you know, from government contract perspective, um, you know, what are some of the things that that might make that a requirement? Well, good points, Brendan, and to add on to yours, um, you know, this is a system where we have an integrated planning and control system on all the major contracts as you mentioned uh, for major acquisitions um, these pertain primarily to cost and incentive type contracts 
and where you need a formally validated acceptance over the $15 million threshold. Uh, so those are the, the formal basic requirements. Uh, but as you go into more of the surveillance, the more the government reviews and audits, there, there's much more detail beyond that. And I'll br briefly mention those. Uh, some of these key elements would include planning, uh, data accumulation and reporting, uh, change controls, material overhead costs, subcontractors. And as you hear me, you'll, you'll notice a lot of these particular areas uh, may come into consideration with other purchasing type systems, accounting systems, estimating systems, material management systems. So that's why this may be the more complex of all the business systems because it takes in consideration many of the other business systems. And along with that, it's not only reconciling accounts or transactions or going through checklists for policies and procedures, uh, you're having to go through the DCMA crosswalk of the 32 guidelines within this particular uh, system and also do data system testing. And that's the, the more complex area, the data testing, which goes into the program structure, your program scheduling, your planning, uh, as I mentioned before, risk, change control. And you get into certain terminology, methodology areas such as artifacts, attributes, data elements. And for example, you may have an artifact of integrated project management schedule. And within that particular artifact, within data test, you may have two data elements such as start date, finish date, actual date, and so forth. So it's a more complex part of uh, the system where you go beyond the policies, procedures, uh, going through those, but go on to more of the data element testing, uh, which can be very complex, go into the hundreds of testing, for example, uh, you may need for your system if you're required to have it. So this is an all-encompassing business system. It's a complex business system. It's very beneficial to the, the contractor to have in place if required primarily, and it does touch on many key functions within a business to make it more competitive, as Brendan mentioned, on solicitations. Yeah, good point, Sean. One of the things that I think is, um, you know, certainly that you mentioned that is worth pointing out is just, you know, it really, um, for one, it's, you know, um, highly technical in terms of, you know, all of the, um, you know, kind of elements and drivers um, that are tracked as part of a uh, VV, but really, you know, how it, um, you know, how it really kind of plugs into, you know, accounting in terms of, you know, what are the, you know, the uh, cost estimates, um, what are, you know, the indirect rates, what are the, you know, accounting practices um, that also have to be considered. And as you mentioned, you know, really, you know, um, in terms of kind of procurement and subcontract management, because it really does flow down um, and apply to um, subcontractors on, on programs um, that would be covered. Yes, yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah. One of the areas that, um, you know, I think we've we've talked through with a number of clients is, you know, um, so if, you know, if a, you know, program uh, comes up for, you know, solicitation that, you know, you know, is over the threshold, you know, is typically, you know, kind of a longer running cost type, um, you know, 
program that may have the the EVMS requirement is, you know, what does, you know, a contractor have to demonstrate in terms of, you know, their EVMS. And, you know, I think as we all know, it's difficult at times to you know, um, have the government, whether it be DCAA or DCMA or, or other, you know, come out and actually do, you know, a review of, you know, whichever business system in particular you're looking at. Um, it's not always something that, you know, you, <clears throat> a contractor can say, well, we've got, you know, we've got a purchasing system in place and we've got an EVMS in place. Can you come review? There really needs to be that that contract requirement. And so I know that that can be um, a bit of a um, obstacle for, you know, a company that, you know, has, um, you know, EVMS in place and, you know, but has not had the opportunity for the government to actually, you know, come in and do, you know, comprehensive reviews so that they can opine on, you know, whether it's <clears throat> an approved um, system or validated. And so, you know, just some of the, um, you know, it's, worth um, spending time and, and really understanding the solicitation clauses that associate um, with EVMS in that, you know, um, you should not be precluded from being able to um, submit uh, for a particular um, solicitation if it has not been reviewed by the government. You just need to demonstrate that you do have the system in place, um, provide system description and how um, how you would actually implement that system um, on the contract and certainly be prepared for a follow-up review because if you're awarded um, you know you you would be subject to that um, but I certainly have worked through um, with a couple of uh, clients in terms of you know really um, kind of submitting what their system looks like and you know what the components of it are and how they'll apply it to the contract so um, i think it is important for companies to understand that um, you know that there is a provision within those clauses to allow them to um, you know to be considered for award yes all, all very good points brendan and as we mentioned before uh, this is one of the more complex business systems we have out there for contractors to follow and a point I want to mention too is you brought up the threshold, or I did earlier too, of $50 million in, in revenue. And that's for a formal validation and acceptance. Uh, organizations, uh, contractors, to be compliant, uh, it's less than a $50 million threshold. It actually is $20 million uh, is a threshold for actually being compliant, but also having a formally reviewed, audited EVMS. Uh, would go into the over $50 million threshold. So a lot of comp organizations want to keep that in mind too, that it's not just $50 million and it's a cutoff uh, to be compliant, but it does go into a lower lower dollar value. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good point. And, and also to, um, you know, on that, you know, is, you know, DCMA is really the, you know, the government focal point for, um, for earned value. And, you know, they're, um, threshold to actually, um, you know, do surveillance and reviews is actually even higher than what's prescribed in, you know, in the regulation. Um, and that's really due to, um, you know, certainly bandwidth and, and being able to um, support that. So, you know, you really, um, you know, to get on the, you know, kind of the radar screen for, you know, a formal um, EVMS um, review and surveillance, you know, is a pretty high bar. Um, so a lot of folks, you know, who may 
um, be implementing EVMS, um, you know, certainly, you know, may may have, you know, what would be in a, you know, a system that could be um, reviewed and approved, but may not get the opportunity unless it's really a significant magnitude um, contract and program. And, you know, I guess as with all of them, you know, the, the government can, you know, identify a, a unique risk or, or a particular area that you know might um, allow them to look at it kind of below those dollar thresholds, but um, you know, but certainly, you know, where, where we typically see the formal programs are for um, you know for for major uh, major contracts. So, John, yes, what are? Uh, yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely, good good points there also, and you know, another good area that companies contractors want to have in place is you know, a properly running ERP system, because this goes into so many areas as we've been talking about, to have that integration within the organization, such as for allocations, for variance analysis, and all parts of your, your program. So it's a good program management tool, as Brendan mentioned before, a good project methodology tool to have in place, and uh, just has a good business sense, even though you may not be required to have this. Maybe parts of this may be beneficial to your organization now and as you build up maybe to a larger contracts uh, you add on to it but it's always good to have good project methodology and uh, those practices in place as Brennan mentioned earlier yeah. and I know um in terms of you know really what the you know the the review um, processes for you know whether it's you know government or third party or if you know a, a contractor is just looking at it um you know themselves but you know one of the key um components really is you know that system description and really you know there are some some requirements um you know that you know dod has um certainly things that you know ANSI EIA 748 would you know warrant um in terms of really kind of crosswalking you know how does you know your system you know accomplish and meet the intent of you know those 32 guidelines so i know a lot of folks um that we've talked with you know is really kind of starting with documenting you know what is that you know how does their um system you know work um what are those management processes what are the tools you know that they're actually utilizing for um data and reporting um you know one of the areas too that i think you know i know that you know is um can be pretty extensive is you know kind of the shift to you know more of you know really metric review and testing um you know and and i know that you know looking through at least what a dcma program you know would it would involve there is certainly um you know it's fairly intensive any any thoughts on on uh kind of how um you know how the um, metrics look and and reporting there, John? Well, as with the, the EVMS system description, as you pointed out, you know, there, there's various areas there and that in and of itself would entail, you know, for example, you know, the, your program structure, your work breakdown structure, uh, your program schedule, your baseline, uh, your planning, your budgeting, you know, for your control accounts and summary level packages and planning you may have, uh, performance analysis, as we mentioned before, for variances and estimate at completion, for example. And basically, the overall surveillance of your, your area, your system, uh, for change control, work authorizations, as we keep talking about, very important. So those are the key areas I would see going forward, as Brendan mentioned in the system description, 
those key points along with some points we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So what are, um, you know, if, you know, if a, you know, contractors, you know, able to, you know, one, you know, kind of design and implement their EVMS, um, you know, what are, you know, some of the benefits we see, um, you know, for, you know, one, having, you know, EVMS in place and two, you know, if they're able to actually, you know, have it subject to a government review and, you know, ultimately, you know, certainly the hope there is to have, you know, what they can report as an approved um, EVMS. Any thoughts on that, John? Financially and operationally, we talked about the data testing. That gives a good metric, uh, an account of your system. And of course, we won't go into the details of that, but there's many different data testing we have within the 32 guidelines of this particular system. But overall, the benefits would include a good integrated planning and control system uh, for project and program management uh, primarily. It gives you a real eye-opening account of all parts of your program, your contract, uh, your major contracts in particular uh, for planning uh, being one of the key functions. It also goes through, if you have any type of changing controls, any type of variances, uh, you'll pick those out very quickly. Uh, so you want to keep a very good records, good documentation on this and have someone or various people uh, in control of these various parts of the, the system uh, because it does be, it can be very comprehensive and, and complex. But it does give you a good overall sense of your management program uh, areas and scheduling and baselines and and overall program. So I would think it's a good tool in itself in itself uh, for managing the program overall and a good integration of the planning and control system for the overall organization. Yeah, yeah. No, really good points um, and certainly some you know some valid you know benefits. It's um, you know. Um, probably the investment, you know, in EVMS just in terms of, you know, resource effort um, tools is certainly significant, um, you know, but, you know, utilizing that, you know, long term, you know, can have some some really good benefits and ROI um, for contractors. Um, one of the things I know, um, you know, we, we've kind of mentioned it and, and highlighted the importance of <clears throat> You know, having that you know system description and and really um, kind of level of detail and, and documentation about you know um, you know your EVMS. Um, you know, I know one of the areas that you know we've looked at quite a bit um, for folks is you know really um, kind of understanding and you know does their system description you know um, you know check all the boxes. You know, is it adequate? Does it you know provide the the detail needed to understand you know how you're meeting you know the intent of each of those um, guidelines. Um, anything any thoughts in terms of um, you know the the reporting? Um, you know I know that that's really you know kind of a key a key component when you're you know one trying to operate the system and two you know certainly if you're subject to review and and um, you know trying to to do that. Um, as kind of a snapshot of where things are on a particular contract or, or program. Um, but any any kind of thoughts on, you know, um, you know, what what contractors should be doing or thinking about, um, you know, for reporting and, and being able to really kind of tie out to some of those um, metrics and, and data elements, John? Absolutely, Brendan. And again, 
how this does take into consideration different parts of other business systems. Uh, accounting for one, you know, it's going to take your overhead cost reporting, your allocation reporting, your materials reporting, your variance analysis reporting, just as, you know, very, very uh, few examples to give. But it does go into greater detail, as I keep mentioning, the data testing that really is the significant part of the EVMS uh, control areas. But again, you know, subcontract management is going to be very key to this, this type of uh, system, uh, materials. So overall, if you have any other systems in place, of course, that'll be beneficial uh, for this system too. It'll just integrate right into it. But if, and I assume if you have EVMS, you're going to have the other business systems in place also. So that gives you somewhat of a, an advantage by having those systems in place along with EVMS because it all it's all going to tie together and reporting may may be more of it, more volume, but it may be more streamlined uh, as you go through each, each of these systems along with EVMS. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely a <clears throat> definitely a key point. Um, and you know, I know as we you know, kind of mentioned um, earlier too, is that you know it's really not just you know an off the shelf um, you know type of system. Not that any of the um, you know DFARS business systems are. You know everything really needs to reflect you know what a contractor is actually doing and some you know unique areas about their business or nuances of of processes. But you know it definitely is something that you know, it takes time to, you know, really build and, and understand, you know, how it works and, you know, and how it needs to work. Um, in terms of, you know, and I think that this, probably some of these, um, you know, these questions really apply to, you know, preparing for any type of um, business system review, but, you know, any thoughts um, in terms of, you know, kind of best practice or, or just, you um, you know, kind of ways to prepare, you know, if a, you know, contractor is looking to get their EVMS, you know, um, in place and, and perhaps um, reviewed either by, you know, by a program or, um, you know, by, you know, a government uh, team. Any thoughts there, John? Well, documentation, as we know, is very key and the system description, as we keep mentioning for policies and procedures and the crosswalk, uh, be very critical you know, as far as being prepared, it's always going to be good to go through your policies, procedures, go through your contracts, major contracts, review those as far as requirements, and basically see how your operation is running from a reporting standpoint, as we mentioned. Uh, do we have any type of corrective actions and other business systems that may carry over to our EVMS? So I, I would say from an initial standpoint is to Review, review your system description, your policies, procedures. Use the DCMA crosswalk as a guide to go through that. Oh, it's a good, good crosswalk, detailed. And then see where you stand. And then do some corrective actions as needed. And that will give you a good starting point to go forward. Yeah, uh, I think that the, that's great advice and, and certainly, um, you know, not wanting to, you know, jump into it, you know, before you're, um, you know, really ready and, and feel like, um, you know, that you would come through and and really hit all of the, the measurements that um, that, that review program is going to look for. Um, I know we can take a deep dive into, you know, many different uh, areas around EVMS and we won't try and do it in the context of, um, you know, of this podcast, but certainly, um, certainly, 
um, look to, to help anyone who has, you know, follow up questions or, you know, particular circumstance that they want some uh, thoughts on. Um, you know, I know um, kind of really, you know, kind of understanding and, and walking through, um, you know, all the requirements and intent of each of the, the guidelines is, uh, you know, it's a it's a fairly um, resource um, intensive process. So um, certainly um, can pick that up, um, you know, in more detail and, um, you know, with folks as needed. Any other um, thoughts you want to add, John? I think we kind of covered some of the basics, at least, uh, to to get the the subject going. But any um, any thoughts you have, um, just from your experience, that you want to add? Yeah, thanks, Brendan. As as we go forward, we do see clients, as Brendan mentioned, that that have this need, and the need being primarily on the data testing. Uh, that's going to be very unique, very time consuming, resource driven, as Brendan mentioned. And that's something we, we do with clients uh, to streamline as much as possible. So that would be something to, to look into if you do have certain areas within your system that need data testing, along with the crosswalk, of course. But specifically, the data testing will be very time consuming, very unique to organizations who may not be familiar with those terms and methodology or the actual testing and the ranges of compliance or non-compliance and so forth, uh, we certainly will be, will be able to help you in that regard. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, uh, thanks, John. I appreciate um, taking the time to uh, kind of talk about uh, EVMS with me. And um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email uh, John at john.bula, B-U-L-A, at cbh.com, or myself at brendan.halloran at cbh.com. And uh, please join us again for our next podcast.